Welcome to Black Travelogues, a weekly discussion on all things travel related for the culture and by the culture. It's time to share and learn from our experiences while venturing around the world. I am your host, Delilah Shante, and now let's prepare for takeoff. Welcome to another episode of Black Travelogs. I am so glad to be back. Last week, I did not record due to Thanksgiving and trying to spend time with family. My mom came to visit for the weekend, so it was great. I got to go see my family, spend time with them, saw my brother. We actually went, my mother, my brother, and I, we went to this, um, the Enchant Christmas place that I mentioned before that's taking place in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Washington, and some part of Florida that I don't remember right now, but if you look up Enchant's Christmas, you will be able to find it. And y'all, it was so magical. I felt like I was walking on the set of a Hallmark movie. I was like, wow, this is just like really beautiful. Like I want to get proposed here. It was just nice. I was like, wow, like all the lights, they had ice skating out there. They had a whole bunch of vendors and market, um, like like vendors and different, I guess it's supposed to be set up like a little market if you were going to like some little holiday thing, but it was really nice. I actually ended up getting a candle from this company called Aroma Poetry and it was really cool. So they have like little um, papers and they have like different things on them and then you lift it up, it has a message on there for you and they're saying their thing is... Don't look at it when you pick it up. Just pick one and select it. And it's supposed to be from the universe. And they're big on chakras and everything. So I picked up one that said faith and then had um, a message on there about faith and everything. And it was really cool. So definitely check out Aroma Poetry. I really like what they're doing. And I also like that they weren't pushy about their products, but they just really want people to be more aligned with themselves and learn about chakras. But I definitely support it and got a candle from them and I can't wait to use it. Also, um, just being able to go out there, it was cold, but it was just so beautiful. It was, um, they have like this maze. So it was, um, you have to they give you like this little thing you have to try to scratch off and find all the reindeer out there but it was definitely a cool experience I just love the fact that I got to spend so much time with my family especially my mother and we did like all the holiday stuff we cooked together um and we took some food over to my aunt's house for Thanksgiving dinner and we also watched a lot of holiday movies we watched a lot of the black holiday movies Shout out to TV One, BT, um, the own channel, and Bounce. They've been showing a lot of black holiday movies because I'm so used to, um, like, my mom, will all, she will always do, like, Hallmark and Lifetime. But I don't think that they are diverse enough. Lifetime has some diversity, but I'm just really happy to see BT really taking the next level on definitely promoting more holiday films and movies and stuff. So definitely on Saturdays, they have the holidays and chill. So that's been my thing over the weekends right now is watching all of the black holiday movies. And I am definitely enjoying it. And yeah, so what else is going on since I've been gone for a little bit? And y'all, I'm sorry about the episode being late, but I had a headache. I had a major headache and I did not get to record on Wednesday night. Um, we had our holiday luncheon at work. And when I got home, first of all, it was in Virginia. I live in Maryland. I had to go through D.C. to get to that part of Virginia. 
And I kind of live very far from that part of Virginia. So by the time I got home, I had a migraine. I feel like I had a migraine. I cooked, I ate, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't think I can record. So I did not record, but I'm here now. And this episode is just going to be one day late. So, but I'm back and I'm better and I feel good. And tomorrow's Friday and I'm looking forward to the weekend because I'm actually going on a little mini venture to Deep Creek, um, which is, I honestly, I think is in Maryland or part of Virginia, West Virginia. I don't know, but it's like a couple hours away from where I live, but I'm going on a cabin trip in Deep Creek and Deep Creek Mountain area. So I heard it's really nice and cool out there, but I'm going to celebrate some friends' birthdays and it should be a nice little turn up lituation. So I can't wait to do that. And overall, I'm just so happy that it's December. Not only is it the holiday season, I just love the way it feels, like just spirit. It just makes me feel a lot better. And also my birthday is this month. I'm not really big on doing much for my birthday, but I'm just grateful to be celebrating another year of life. So my birthday is coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to spending more time with my family for Christmas. So I definitely can't wait to do that either. But anyways, enough about me. Let's get into what we're really here for, which is travel and Black Travel Logs. So let's go ahead and hop into what's happening in travel news. Have you ever used Uber or Lyft to get around? Rideshare is so, so, so common now. A lot of people use it. I actually used to drive for Uber and Lyft when I lived in Atlanta. It actually made me some good money off of it, so that was cool. But have you ever thought about, like, what's the most common places that people take an Uber to? I know a lot of people take Uber to their work. Some people take it when they go on vacation or if if they're going to go out, you know, to go drink or something. You don't want to drive. People take Ubers. Side note, please be safe because there's just a lot of crazy stuff in the world going on right now. But anyways, I know some people often wonder, like, you know, what's the number one place that someone someone would take an Uber to? So actually, Uber put out a list of their top visited, well, top most requested destinations across the world. So I'm going to name some of the few from the top of the list. And coming in at number one is actually the Empire State Building. As well as um, number two, the Freedom Tower. And these both are in New York City. And what was very cool that I thought about this is that public transportation is so huge in New York. Like the subway system there is very like, it's just literally probably really good. I mean, it has its problems, but compared to D.C., like it takes you everywhere. So um I thought that was interesting. That shows that people really utilize Uber a lot, which also makes sense to me because New York City definitely gets so many tourists every single day. A lot of people come to New York because of the history. They want to see all of the, you know, big cities, the Big Apple is where dreams are made of. And if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, the concrete jungle. So I can see New York being number one on this list when having the Empire State Building and the um, Freedom Tower, especially like after 9-11. A lot of people want to go to see that just to pay their respects and just remember what happened and I started thinking to myself as many times as I've been to New York I've never been to the Empire State Building 
and I've seen it before, but I just never like, oh, let me go to the Empire State Building. Maybe one day or the next time I'm in New York, I will definitely check it out. So the next thing on the list, um, number three, was the CN Tower in Toronto, which I definitely have to go to Toronto, Toronto in Canada. I heard the CN Tower is a pretty cool like tourist spot to go to. Somebody actually told me that they weren't impressed, but that person is also kind of negative. So I'm still going to go because I think it's best to get your own view and your own opinion, have your own experience of visiting somewhere. And in the next two spots, so coming in fourth is the Arc de Triomphe, and that's in Paris. And that's a very pretty um, spot. I think I have a picture of somebody in front of the Arc de Triomphe on the Black Travelogues page. And then coming in at five is the Eiffel Tower that's also in Paris. So those are the top five destinations that people request an Uber to. For the full list, you can definitely go check it out at Uber. I thought it was really cool just to see where people are most likely to take an Uber to. And then it also is cool because you can see like which countries are utilizing Uber a lot and how it just makes me think about how a startup company was able to spread this brand like so far like they literally just created a platform and connected drivers to people that need rides and it's just like wow this came from an app startup like there's just so much you can do with technology literally using GPSs and location trackers and connecting people to where they need to go off of an app which also spiral like other apps like instacart and things like that and they even have like the dog walking apps where you can request somebody to come walk your dog and i'm just like wow like what can i start up okay <laughs> like there's so much opportunity out there so definitely makes me think about all the different startups and how they're using technology to transport people or just to give people more options to do things that they would normally do on their own or you know just an easier way to go about life and to be able to multitask so next i will move into Something else happening in travel news. So have you ever been on a flight and there's someone rude on the plane and they're like arguing with the flight attendant or they're just causing a ruckus and you're just like, why are you on this flight? Like, we can't take off. They're causing a scene. So actually, I've never experienced that before. Thank God. But I have seen videos. I'm pretty sure a lot of us have seen videos on social media where someone's arguing with someone on the flight. Like I know recently, maybe a few months ago, this lady was arguing with her man on a flight, and then I think she like drew a laptop or something at him. But she was just going off, like just doing the absolute most, and he was sitting there so calm. And I'm just like, there's no way. But they ended up removing her from the flight. But People are crazy and irate, and it's just a no-go for me. So there were actually, um, currently, most times when there's, like, something that happens on a flight, they leave it up to that country to decide what to do with the um, person. So whatever country you're in, they're like, okay, well, you'll be able to handle it and stuff. Like, so it's just like, all right. And six times out of ten, Nothing happens to that person. So legislation is actually working to put 
a new, yeah, the international legislation is trying to make it easier to punish unruly passengers. So the International Air Transport Association announced a new international treaty that would make it easier for countries to prosecute unruly airline passengers. Um, It's an agreement between over 25 countries that will take effect on January 1st, 2020. So this is literally happening next month. Um, So the legislation makes it easier to punish travelers who start fights, are verbally abusive, or smoke on planes. Previously, international law said unruly passengers were to be handled by the country, which their aircraft is registered. But that has resulted in disruptive travelers being handed over to police officers who have little to no power. So I think that this will be good that... um, you know, you don't want to be sitting on a flight and it's just like, well, okay, like now we're delayed. And if you have a connecting flight, that makes it even worse. And just like, why is this person doing the most on a flight? And sometimes it may not be the customer. Sometimes it may be the flight attendant could be rude or something. You never know the situation or the scenario. Some people may be having a bad day, but that's why it's really good to try to learn how to suppress you know, your emotions during certain times, especially when you're on a flight, because it's just like, it can cause, you know, there's a lot of people on board. It can just make things worse, you know, and you don't want to be that person where you having an issue with somebody and you cause a scene or something. And then, Hey, now you may be prosecuted or, I mean, you know, you could be on flight when someone else is doing that but they're going to get prosecuted. Hopefully they get kicked off the plane and you know what? We can go. Let's get this show on the road. But anyways, yeah. So that's what I had in travel news. And oh, let's see here. Oh, so in 2017, they had one out of every 1,053 flights had a report of a case of unruliness. That was, that's a lot actually. That's very high. When you think about how many flights there are a day, like one out of 1,053, I'm not sure how many flights there are a day. Now I have to look it up. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot more than that a day. So to think about that on like a larger scale of how many people are unruly in a year, that's a lot of people. But hopefully people will get their act together um, and, you know, not do too much and not cause a scene and try to like handle whatever problems they have before they get on this flight because I don't want to be in the air and you just like doing the most and then they like oh we have to land a plane and get this person off it's just like oh my gosh like I did not sign up for this I didn't pay all this money for this flight for this to happen but best of luck to everybody when they are traveling so now I'm going to move into the main topic y'all to know that y'all also have options (laughs) so if you don't know that song that's options by party next door it's a little old but i like party next door he actually just put out some new music but anyways so the topic for this week is about which group do i travel with 
Like, it's so funny to me because I was just having this conversation with people about how there's so many different travel groups. And I feel like there's one for everybody. There's one for older people. There's one for younger people. There's one for the mid-age, the 30s crew, the 40s crew. Like, you name it, you got it. You want it, you got it. So there's definitely something out there for everyone. And I just want to go over some of the different types of travel groups that I've seen and that I'm familiar with. And if there's any that I miss or any that you know of, let me know because I want to share with everybody because I want people to know that your options are not limited. And also, like I mentioned last time I had an episode, everyone has different interests. So what someone may want to do on a trip, others may not. And if you want to travel with people that have like-minded interests that you do, this would be a great time to definitely check out some what some of these groups are doing. So, and I also want to just like shout out what some of these different organizations are doing because especially in our community, being able to see different businesses just really promotes black travel and everyone has like their own mission on or their own purpose of, of why they started. I think it's great. And I also want to be able to like, you know, collaborate with other people and to learn about why they started and why they do what they do, because it will honestly, it helps all of us out and we all need to lift up each other and support each other because you know what? We need to put money back into each other and invest in each other. So that's really why I want to do this because we need each other. And I think it's really powerful, the travel movement and the black community. So anyways, (laughs) let me get off that one and move into some of the different types of travel groups. So I'm going to start off with you have the party type of travel groups. So you may have heard of like different organizations like Haywire or even I'll say one that I'm a part of, the Greek Travel Network and HBCU Young Alumni Bash. I will say HBCU Young Alumni Bash is kind of on the fence because they also have like community service on some of their bashes. But um so like Haywire and the Great Travel Network, and there's a few others like the Labor Day Takeover, um, they are more focused towards like making sure, oh yeah, also there's like Social Escapade and Winter Escape. Most of these trips are more targeted towards people that are trying to just like go, not just, but people that really want to like party and really have like vacation, vacation. Like I'm trying to escape reality. I'm trying to escape from work. I'm just trying to have a good time. I'm trying to hear music. I'm trying to dance. I'm trying to twerk. That's kind of what those are more toward, um, geared towards. So if that's something you're interested in, I would definitely check those out. So for example, with the Greek Travel Network, we usually go to a different destination. We started off going on cruises, which was a lot of fun. And then we started going to resorts. So I will say most of these groups are resort style trips. So resort, you would go to an all-inclusive resort. So that means your food's included, alcohol's included. And then there's usually like different activities. I know one of our staple events that we do with um, the Great Travel Network, as well as HBCU Young Alumni Bash, is our booze cruise. And everyone loves a good booze cruise. You have music, you have a boat, you have liquor. And it's just like, all right, let's turn up, let's have fun, let's twerk. And then like, there's usually like snorkeling involved and they maybe stop somewhere. Like the last booze cruise I did when I was in DR, um, we went to this natural, um, 
I call it like a natural swimming pool. I don't know why. But it's literally you just like they drop you off in the water. But there was like a whole bunch of other boats out there. And then like some of the boats had slides. And then you have everybody has their own music. And then we had like a bartender where she had like this little flotation device in the water with her. And so it was cool. I actually felt bad for her because everyone's just like bum rushing her for the liquor. And it was just crazy. But yeah, those are um, more like the party type of trips. They usually attract like a younger crowd. But there's also like the bigger mainstream ones that I see some of like the radio show hosts do some like there's like this Memorial Day weekend takeover. I forgot which person hosts that one, but I know they do it in DR and I heard that's a big one. They have a whole bunch of different events, but those are also very much more expensive. And I'm not sure if y'all seen like Haywire. Haywire is really popular too. They don't do all inclusive resorts, but they usually like do villas. So they'll get a few villas and then they'll have it like broken down like people in different villas. So they'll have like multiple villas and stuff. Then they'll have like different activities throughout the weekend. And they usually do it in different destinations. I think they just went to St. Martin and it looked like a great vibe if that's what you're into. So next on my list, I'm going to, you know, stray away from the party party stuff. I'm going to talk about um, like people that focus their trips on cultural side. So I will say like with the Greek Travel Network and with um, Bash, I'm because I'm more familiar with those, we do try to include or incorporate like a cultural excursion. So that's something that um, we try to do on most of them. It really depends on the destination we're going to. Like one year we did the Mayan ruins in Cozumel. But um, there are different groups that primarily focus on like more of a cultural experience as far as you're learning about the place you're going to. So one in particular is called Tour Amor. Um, so that's T-O-U-R-A-M-O-R, Tour Amor. And it's actually founded by a Puerto Rican lady. I wish I knew her name, but I actually... Um, her boyfriend was on the black travel gram trip I went on and he actually told me about her um, travel company tour more. So she's Puerto Rican um, and she focuses her tours on Latin, like the Afro Latino experience. And she pretty much wants it to be where you learn about the Afro Latin experience, the culture. So when she does Puerto Rico, she um, tries to do different tours that incorporate the history regarding like the Afro-Latino community. Oh, I can't talk tonight. The Afro-Latino community. And then she also does the same thing when she goes to Cuba and then she does Colombia. So she tries to do it where you're learning about the culture and the history of it and like basically trying to connect their roots. And she wants people to learn more about the Latina community, Latino community, Latinx. So I think that's really cool. And I like that she focuses on that because I feel like there's a lot of history that we don't know. And a lot of people assume like one thing about, oh, Latinos or something or people that live in Latin America or people that are from Spanish-speaking countries, they all assume that they're the same, and that's not true. And then there's also people that look, you know, like American black people in other countries. And I think a lot, a lot of times it's, like, very misunderstood, and a lot of people are just very unaware and I think that's the really good thing about traveling and doing different tours, learning about things like that. 
I know in the um, Colombia episode that I did regarding Cartagena, I mentioned Palenque. Palenque is one of the first free slave towns in Colombia um, in South America. And that's big to me because they experienced slavery just like we experienced slavery. A lot of these different islands and places experienced slavery and they had people taken from Africa, brought to their countries as slaves, and then they make your home there. And so it's just really important to learn about things like that because I think it's, it's excuse me, it's something that we don't really learn. I'll be just honest. I honestly didn't learn anything about that in school. And when I have kids one day, I definitely want to teach them about the history and our history and our culture, like across the whole diaspora of people that we have so that they can be more aware because school is only going to teach so much. And they also whitewash everything these days. So it's like it's just not it. And it's honestly sad because we really should know about these types of things. It just makes me very sad. So, um. The next one I'm going to talk about, there's, like I had mentioned, the party type of groups. There's also, like, dean groups where, like, say you're trying to go somewhere for, like, oh, I want to do, like, a Labor Day weekend trip. Or there's, actually, not even that. I'm going to do carnival. So if you're interested in going to carnival, if you don't know what carnival is, carnival is a celebration festival. Um, Some of them call it... um, trying to think of the right words they have carnival <laughs> they have carabana like depending on the country they have different um terminology that they use for it so for example oh crop over so like barbados has crop over it had to come to me y'all i'm sorry no disrespect to anybody i definitely know what it is i'm just like you know you in a moment but <laughs> um carnival is definitely um i want to say like a themed experience and it's also a very cultural enriching enriching experience someone that I met that's from Trinidad was actually breaking down a lot of history of carnival to me and like how it originated and how it started and how like different um Caribbean countries started doing it he says Trinidad is the original so I'm like okay but I'm definitely going to try to have him on the show to like honestly go through the whole history and background of what carnival is because I do know that um a lot more Americans are starting to go to carnival and crop over and caribana and learn about it or like some people go and they just like you know they want to go play mass and do all the different activities that are happening but that's definitely um really cool and I do know that people have like travel they organize travel groups to do things like that so if that's something you're interested in I would definitely look that up and then you can join different bands not like instrument bands but just like different bands that you can play mass with and when um that's like when people dress up in the um different outfits that's like they're really beautiful with the colorful flowers and everything flowers feathers not flowers the feathers and it's just like whoa like everyone looks so good now like look like they're having such a great time I've never been to a carnival or a caravana but it's definitely on my list they also have it in different parts of the U.S. so like um, I know different places. I know Miami has carnival and then there's other um, cities that have like their own version of a carnival or they'll have like a 
um, Caribbean festival. So that way that they can try to incorporate the Caribbean culture and heritage here in the U.S. as well. But that's definitely something I will look up if you're interested in that. And also, it's like a great way to really just go and have a good time with the locals and the countries that you're visiting. And that's something that's really high on my list because I love like talking to people from like the natives of that country that whatever country I go to, I really enjoy trying to communicate and talk to the locals and get to know them and their story. And I just really like learning from them because there's so much you can learn from their experience. And honestly, talking to someone in a different country really makes you think about like how you were brought up and like what you have and how some things we take for granted. So that's very interesting to me. So next, um, I would say there's like mission trips. So if you're interested in trying to like do good things, I know a lot of churches do mission trips where they sponsor like either another um, organization, they do some type of community service or they have a church. Or then I see like mission trips where my friend, she um, did like a mission trip with a nursing like a travel nursing society or something and they went to a island and they actually um pretty much volunteered their time and nursed different patients and stuff and provided health care needs to people in that country and I think that's really good and if you're able to and you have the ability if you are a nurse or you're in the medical field that's definitely a great way to get involved so I definitely suggest looking into organizations where you can go volunteer your time and serve and give back with the resources that you have and your skills to people that, you know, probably can't afford it. And healthcare, like in certain countries is very like, you know, it's not as good. Even here, like in America, we do pay a lot for healthcare, but at the same time, like what we are offered here, as far as like some of the resources that we have, they don't have it in other places and they definitely could use all the help that they need. So definitely look into that. And I think that's a great way to definitely give back and do good. Um, There's also Peace Corps. So Peace Corps, I would say like as far as like traveling with a group, Peace Corps is definitely a commitment where um, you would go. They have like different terms that you can do, but it's basically like long-term volunteer work and you get to stay with the host family. Um, And they have Peace Corps opportunities like in so many different countries. Um, I actually know some girl um, a few years ago, she went to Honduras and did a Peace Corps um, term. I think she was there for one or two years and she stayed with a host family and you do different, you do like a job. Like, so I was actually looking at their site and they diff- they do have different uh, opportunities based on like what you're trying to do. Like sometimes it could be teaching kids how to learn English Or you could be volunteering with a business, like a small business, trying to help them with their business ideas and stuff and just volunteering your time, but also you're staying there. And I think it's a great way to be able to live in another country and also give back at the same time. And it's longer term. And they also have it if you're married, they have spouse or couple um, 
options that you can apply for. So I'm sure they get a lot of applications a year, but it's definitely uh, something to look into if you're interested into going to another country to give back, but also be able to live there. I think that's a great thing to do if, you know, you're that's something you're interested in. So that's definitely a way to travel. And there will also be other members um, there that may be staying with different families and stuff. So it's definitely a great way to try to go learn about another culture, like fully immersing yourself in it. So the next thing, I know I talked about volunteering with Peace Corps and then mission trips at church, but there's different organizations that um, people started that are actually focused on volunteerism. For example, there's one called Global Intent. I actually met the founder of Global Intent, I want to say a couple years ago in the DMV area, but she started it as a way to go back to Africa. I want to say they go to Ghana um, usually, but they go to um, Africa. I really think it's Ghana. So they go there and they actually do volunteer work, but they also... um, like, they'll go volunteer with the kids. They'll go through different things in the community, as well as making it more cultural. But their main um, focus is to do good and to pretty much give back. And I think those are definitely cool things if you want to get involved in volunteering and you want to travel to definitely just give back, giving back your time, helping other people utilizing your skills and your, you know, what you have, your skill set, your resources, what you've learned and sharing that with others in another country in a way that it can help them. And I think that's very important. And I think it's very vital that we look into opportunities like that. So with travel, there's definitely something for everyone, whether it be trying to go turn up or even if you're trying to just do like a relaxation vacation, there's a group for everything. There's also groups that focus primarily on like Yacht Week. So like there's the Black Yacht Week and then there's like the regular one where, you know, people go to like Croatia or something and they aren't on a yacht. I'm not sure how long it is. I want to say it's like a week long. I have friends that went. I'm going to get more information about them actually going to have one of them on the show. So I definitely asked her about that sidebar. So um, definitely want to learn more about that. I don't know if I can afford it. And honestly, because from both of the people I know that went, it was very high. So <laughs> there's different groups that do things like that as well. If you want to live the luxury life and, you know, be extra fancy, there's a group for that as well. So I just wanted to go over some of the different types of travel groups so you can know there's endless options out there oh and for anyone that's like um like recent grad I want to say between like the ages of 21 through 35 ish there's like different um spring breaker groups where they call it like there's one called EF ultimate break and so I actually know someone that goes on some of those trips and she um, went by herself because she just like she wanted to go to a country and none of her friends wanted to go so she found out about EF Ultimate Break and they go to their they have so many itineraries um, lined up but basically um, they pretty much do that whole itinerary for you you pick which location you want to go to actually look at their site and um you are partnered. I think they give you a roommate. I guess it depends on how you do it. But 
you're like basically on a group trip with strangers, but they have a whole itinerary for you and different activities. And she said it was a lot of fun. And she actually, um, those are her, some of her travel friends and she still keeps in touch with them and they do things together all the time still. So I thought that was really cool. And I think that's a great way to meet new people as well as being able to go somewhere like solo, but not really being solo because you're in a group of other people around your age. And that one's very um, diverse. So there's like a people, there's people from all different backgrounds. And I think it's a great way to just meet new people and not have to depend on your friends to go somewhere. And with all of these, I think they're all great ways to like, if you want to go on a group trip, because a lot of us, I know like me, I want to go do a solo trip, but currently in the climate that we're in right now, I'm not too sure. I still would do it, but it just depends on where I'm going, basically just safety. But if you really want to travel solo and, but also not because you just don't want to wait for your friends, because I think that's a struggle a lot of people have um, and be in a group. Definitely check out some of these different options from like if you're trying to go party, if you're trying to go volunteer, if you're trying to just relax, if you're trying to learn about history and culture, if you're trying to do a luxury trip, there's something out there for everybody. And don't let your friends or family get in the way of you being able to go enjoy life and go enjoy a new place. Go enjoy carnival, okay? Go twerk if you want to. It's all up to you. But definitely, um, honestly, Google, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. There's literally something everywhere that you can find. You're like, hey, I wonder if there's a group trip to Italy. You will find one. Like, there's trips that do, like, even multi, multi-country multi trips where it'll be, like, you know, maybe two weeks. And they stop in three different countries. And they have, like, a it- full itinerary planned out for, like, a few days in each place. So I think that's really cool. There's also um, a Menace Meetup group. There's this app called Meetup. And it used to be called um, Young Blacks That Travel 20s and 30s. But she renamed the group. So I have to get that name. But, um... I like it because she actually lists out like all the different trips she has lined up and she does so many spots and she does things like Bali, she does Thailand, she does Brazil. There's literally like a trip going everywhere and I'm like, wow, that's actually smart. And she created a network of people and they also do like meetups throughout the year so that people can interact and network. And I think they're based out of the DMV area, but all in all, it's really cool, and I think it's a great concept to do something like that, to just, like, look, I'm going to plan these trips and let people come, and hey, let's go, let's do it, and plan itineraries out. And that's honestly something that I want to do more of. I know the first time I went to Cuba, I did plan a trip, and it was a group of us, and most of us didn't know each other, and it was honestly very successful, and I enjoyed it. So I'm thinking about actually doing more things like that in 2020, 2021. So that's something that I'm keeping on my radar is like I plan group trips, but also planning like smaller group trips so that it can be more focused on what people like really want to get out of the trip. So making it more intimate and customized for the taste that the people have. So yeah. But anyways, if you have any different types of group trips or different types of groups that travel that you know of or that you've experienced, please let me know and and make sure, yeah, let me know, email me and 
tell me about it because I would love to learn about your experience and about what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. If you've been on any of these types of group trips, definitely let me know about that and your take on it. I would love to hear about it. And yeah, so let's wrap up the show and get into our travel business this week. The travel business this week is Soul of Sonoma, also known as SOS. They provide exclusive access to the finest wine tasting experiences. They arrange unparalleled tasting experiences at premium black-owned wineries and featured venues. So SOS is actually, they, they're based out of, well, their mailing addresses in Washington, D.C., but for the winery tours, they take place in California and also in Oregon. So those are their future wineries and they actually have different services where you can do let's see i'm looking on their website right now like a sip and taste where you get to tour to three wineries they have a lunch with your bunch where you get three course gourmet lunch in um Oh, yeah. And you get to go to the own wineries. But it's really cool. Um, So their prices start for like the wine tastings, depending on which one you do around 185. But they are they are taking you to different wineries and that's price per person. And they have like a wine and dine option. And they also do private event packages. This is really cool. Actually, I need to check this out. (laughs) But um, if you're not in California, they also have different um venues that they partner with so some of the different um cities that they have on here like washington dc atlanta georgia chicago illinois new york and as well as they have san fran san francisco i mean oakland california and napa or is it napa napa valley california (laughs) i've never been there I mean, guess that means I have to go visit. So they do. Um, you can book tours with them or book an event. So if you're not in the California areas that I mentioned, you are able to book events. And some of the different types of events that they have are um, they have they do bachelors, they do dinner parties, um, bachelorette parties. Ooh, golf pro. Wow, that's really cool. And you can host your own Sola Sonoma tasting party. That's really cool, actually. And they also have a wine club. So it's a monthly shipment of three wines. It's red, um, three red, three white, or a mixed batch of Sola Sonoma wine. And yeah, I think that's really cool. So I wanted to share that with you guys because, hey, why not support a company that's supporting Black-owned wineries and getting black wines out here black wineries out here and let's support that i'm definitely going to check them out and if i'm ever in california definitely going to try to book something with them because i think that's cool and i love wine i think i drink wine more than i drink liquor so i think that's something i would be definitely interested in and if any of my friends out here are interested in trying to do an event in dc hey let me know let's partner and try to do something i think that would be a cool experience oh i forgot to mention while i'm here i actually went to a brewery and i don't drink beer and it was cool so shout out to the ipa way on instagram i went to a brewery guys and it was cool i'm not a beer drinker at all but i tried it and it was dope so but why yeah 
I got the wine. I would definitely do wine. So I think I'm going to set something up. But anyways, make sure you guys, I forgot to mention the email earlier, but it's blacktravelogs at gmail.com. Also, Instagram is blacktravelogs and Facebook blacktravelogs. Definitely check us out. And also make sure to tag us on your pictures. I will definitely repost them. So if you do tag the pictures on an Instagram page, I will be reposting them. And I usually post a quote in there. So I do have my own little travel tips I post throughout the week. So definitely look out for those as well. And yeah, thank you guys. You have reached your destination. We look forward to having you again next week with Black Travelogs. As a reminder, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and also follow us on Black Travel Logs. Have a great one. Goodbye.